Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom in the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, and see them on the birthstools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Verses 15 through 22, Exodus chapter 1. Then looking briefly in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you've called the truth, that you've called every one of us as believers out of the world and into a new relationship with you and one another in Christ Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for the truth that you've also called us to be kingdom warriors who courageously hear your word and obey your word, courageously build your kingdom and are involved in the work of tearing down the kingdom of darkness. Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of boldness and grace to be bold witnesses for you, boldly and courageously carrying out the work you've called us to and help us to remember daily who we are in Christ Jesus and that which we're called to do and that we're children of the Most High God, the Creator of the universe, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. Hallelujah. We give you thanks, praise, glory, and honor for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. You're a great God, a wonderful, blessed Heavenly Father. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your love. In Jesus' name we do pray. 
Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, it's exciting, it's encouraging for us to be able to come before the throne of the Creator of the universe today and know that we are welcomed there because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of being clothed in His righteousness. We thank You for Your precious Son. God, we thank You for the Holy Spirit as He leads us and directs us and and um, just does a mighty work in our lives. God, we thank you for this day. We pray for our listening family with all the different needs out there, Father. We pray that you will draw near to them, that you will be their healer, that you'll be their provider, that you'll be uh, their peace during the, the <clears throat> chaos, the struggles of life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Just a reminder, my email once again is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And we continue to remind and encourage you, please do, if you haven't already, email us to get some of the prayer resources and discipleship resources that we provide. We're glad to share them with you. They're meant to be tools to help, uh, tools and weapons to help strengthen you in your walk with the Lord and tools and weapons for you to use to help equip and disciple your family as well in their walk with the Lord. But also our intention, our full intention is for you to forward them and share them with others too because that's a way for us to be co-laborers in the kingdom of God and in the work of being disciples and making disciples. So I hope that you'll email us and get some of the prayer and discipleship resources. Again, that email is joseph at afr.net. And before we introduce our guest, I want to remind our listeners once again that it's important for each of us to daily seek to listen to the Lord about our specific calling and the specific agenda God has for each one of us. Like the Apostle Paul, right after he got saved, his first question to the Lord was, Who are you, Lord? But then his next one was a prayer and a question, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's an important prayer for us to pray daily and as it relates to the battle of standing for life and ending abortion. It's important that we know the mind and the heart of God. So just to share a few scriptures that help us better understand God's heart on this issue. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20 tell us, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. Then Exodus 20, verse 13, you shall not murder. Again, Exodus 20, 13. Then in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 24, verse 12, rescue those who are being taken away to death, Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Again, Proverbs 24, 12. Then Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Again, Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Well, we are very honored to have as our phone guest today, Shannon Bagley. She's the executive director of the Choices 
for Pregnancy, excuse me, Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Shannon, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Great to have you. And it's always an, an, a special honor to have the directors of pregnancy clinics because uh, you all are a special breed of individuals who God has called to do an important work in the kingdom. You also are the author of a couple books, one book entitled Climbing Jacob's Ladder and The I Will Woman. So I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment just to further introduce yourself, and then we want to talk a little, some about your books and your own journey before we get into talking about the work and the mission of the Center for Pregnancy Choices. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you. So, yes, I am a, I'm the executive director here at the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg. I'm a mother, an author, uh, a pastor, and I travel all over the U.S. and, and speak and, and pray and, and just love on uh, people for God. And I, I just have just a blessed opportunity to be able to do it on a daily basis at my job as well. Uh, so that is just a little bit about me, and I'm uh, just honored to be able to to tell my story and how it intertwines with why I do what I do and 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 why I stand so strongly on the side of life. Okay, well, uh, your first book, Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Um, I want to ask if we can kind of start by you sharing the story behind that book. Absolutely. So this book uh, was birthed out of um, just tragedy. Um, in my life, and uh, it strengthened my relationship with Christ beyond uh, measure, and I owe that all to my son, and his name was Jacob, and he was born in 2010, and he passed away the same day that he Mm. was born, and I knew when um, I was about 16 weeks pregnant, we had a sonogram, and they said that there was some things that concerned them, and they took us to some specialists, and um, they told me that he had a very rare disease called um, HPE, or holoprosencephaly, which means that he had a brain stem, but he didn't have a brain, and he didn't have um, any of the functionings, the cognitive functionings that went along with that. He, he was basically only alive because he was in my stomach. I was keeping him alive. Uh, so we knew that the outcome of that birth, um, should we carry to term, uh, if we ever did, uh, which was what the doctor told me, if we carried, he would be a vegetable um, and would uh, not survive. And so um, I stood in a place of not really knowing, you know, what to do, though I knew my mother had stood in this very same place years before me about me. <laughs> That's what's so interesting is my mom, they were told to abort my mo- uh, to abort me, my mother to abort me, and that um, I was going to be a medical um, burden on them, and that I didn't have, just wouldn't have a good quality of life. And my mother chose life, praise God. And mm-hmm. so I knew that my mother had done that, and I knew that I needed to do the same. However long or short this life would be for, the, for my son, Mm-hmm. I had, I didn't, I was not the creator of that life, mm-hmm. and I, I was not, a, I was not going to take that life, and that is really what, what began to birth the book, and so I take it, take you from, from that point in, in, in the decision of my mother's, uh, you know, in, in my life, 
and I took you on through, you know, Jacob and what I dealt with there, and then also um, into the, the the divorce and and everything that came after that um, in that first book. Mm, okay, so it's just your own personal journey through that tragedy and what the Lord did in your life then. Yes, and how He raised me up uh, from the ashes of of what of my life because my life completely, you know, just fell apart or what, what I had built fell apart. Mm-hmm. You know, often when we, when we come into it, we decide what we're going to do with our lives and what we want our lives to look like. And, and we don't really yield those lives to the Lord. And, and what I had built came crashing down and in, in utter ashes. And it mm-hmm. was a moment where I had to decide, you know, what am I going to do now? Am I going to, to give this life over to Christ? Am I going to give it to God, or am I going to try to rebuild this myself again? And praise the Lord, He He just came in, and I was like, I can't. I was so weak. I was so broken. I was so hurt that I, I had no choice. I was like, you've got to take it, God. I cannot. I can't do this anymore. And And in my brokenness and in my weakened state, the Lord made me strong, just as it says in the Scriptures. Mm, okay. Well, if someone would like to get a copy of the book, either uh, Climbing Jacob's Ladder or the second and or the second book, The I Will Woman, how could they do that? They can go to my website, and it's shannonbagley.com. Very easy. Just my name, shannonbagley.com. You can access both of those books there uh, and be able to purchase those online. Okay, then. All right, we're coming up on a break, and on the other side of the break, um, let you share uh, some about the second book as well. Is it basically uh, continuing to share about your journey, or does it go in a very different direction? It's a completely different book, uh, in, but it does have a lot to do with saying I will, okay. as I did in the first. All right, well, we'll pick up right there. On We can pick up there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Shannon Bagley. She's the executive director of the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and she's the author of Climbing Jacob's Ladder and The I Will Woman. We'll be right back. A million different ways I gotta trust, but there's only one decision how to live, how to love Jesus because you are God and you're the God of my choices. Speak to me.
The music of J.J. Weeks with Choices. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Shannon Bagley. She's the executive director of the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Shannon, as we begin this segment, would you take time to pray for our listeners, for them to have ears to hear all the Lord would say to them through the broadcast today? Absolutely. Father God, we just come to you today, and we just we ask that you just open the ears of, of our listeners, Father, today, and that they would hear all that you have for them, till the soil of their hearts, Father, that, that the seeds that are being thrown today can be cast upon good and rich soil, Father God. And we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, and so you're going to share with us about the message and mission of the sec- your second book, The I Will Woman. Yes, so The I Will Woman um, came upon the heels of, of the publishing of Climbing Jacob's Ladder, and uh, it is about seven women of the Bible who said, I will, to God's will for their life. Uh, and that moment changed the trajectory of it completely. Um, and just as it did in the first book for me, when I said, you know, God, I will give this over to you. I, I will do what you have called me to do. I will be who you called me to be. And, and when, when that happened with these seven women of the Bible, it, it was some of those things that they said, I will, was disguised in, in Deborah as she went into war, um, as Hannah, as she gave her child over to God, you know, and as Esther went in to the king that could possibly have caused death and just to her own life. Um, you know, when we say, I will, to these situations, and we continue to say, I will, to God after that, what that looks like and how we can actually yield ourselves to the kingdom of God and what we can do and how important women truly are in the kingdom of God. Mm, okay. So uh, you're dealing with seven, diff- se- seven different women in particular to highlight their lives and their faith journeys then. Yes, it, it takes a deep, it looks at their stories, takes a really a deep dive into it. And I asked God to give me fresh revelation on each woman, and mm-hmm. He did. And so we, and then it sums it up at the end and talks about how we can look at the attributes of each of these women, how we can apply them to our lives, and then so that we can walk out as I will woman, mm-hmm. uh, I will woman ourselves. And it also includes prayers. Uh, from seven different women that I thought embodied the traits of each woman at the end of each section. Okay. And you mentioned Deborah, Hannah, and Esther. And who are the other women you highlight in the book? And there's Rebecca, and there's Ruth, and there's Mary. Okay. And let's see if there's Ruth. I think. Deborah, uh, Hannah, yeah, Hannah, Esther, Rebecca, Ruth, and Mary then. Okay. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> All righty. Well, again, uh, the title of the book is The I Will Woman. So uh, share with our um, listeners again if they'd like to get copies of both books, how they can do that. They can do that at shannonbagley.com. I forgot to talk about Rahab. She's Rahab as well. She's my seventh, yeah. Okay. But yes, they can go to Shannon Bagley, B A G L E Y dot com, and they'll be able to access both of those books at that website. Okay. All righty. Well, you know, as we uh, get into talking more about specifically the work and the mission of the Center for Pregnancy Choices, you know, at the beginning of the broadcast, um, I read the story, of course, Shipper and Pua, who are two 
courageous women that God used at the beginning of the book of Exodus. And, you know, of course, they only appear in that one chapter in the Word of God, yet at the same time, uh, I just see them as towering examples in the body of Christ of two individuals who were courageously doing, standing for truth and doing for what was right because they feared God above men. And that's a message that was critical then, and it's probably as much, if not more critical now, the need for God's people to stand courageously on truth in spite of what the government or the culture may want to say or do. Because, you know, one beautiful thing about those two women was that uh, not only did they stand up for truth, but probably God used them to save the life of a little boy by the name of Moses who became the deliverer for the, the children of Israel. And an impo- one, one more important message, one of many in that passage is this, that God will always use the courageous obedience of any believer, whether we understand it to be significant or not. It's always significant because courageous obedience helps to carry out the eternal purposes of God, whether we pers- whether we understand that or not. So uh, with that, let's go right into talking about uh, your work with the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Tell us more about that ministry. So we are um, what others would call like a crisis pregnancy center. We changed our name uh, several years ago to the Center for Pregnancy Choices because our mission is abortion-minded women. And we found that that, that name actually draws them in. And, and so it tells me it tells them that we have information here. And so that's what we offer to them. We offer information. We offer free ultrasounds, pregnancy tests, parenting classes. We want to partner with them. So usually when they're coming to our center, they're in a, they're in a crisis. And, and they think that there is no hope. And they don't really see a way out besides what they think is just taking care of the problem. But honestly, abortion never takes care of it. It only compounds the problem. The mm-hmm. pregnancy is already there. You're not changing what's happened by going and aborting. You're compounding what has already gone, you know, what has already been put into action. And so we, we come alongside our women, and we talk to them about that, and we say, here, here is what, what you're asking for looks like. You know, because a lot of women that come in here that want an abortion have no idea what that actually looks like. And mm-hmm. so we talk to them about that. We say, this is what you're asking for. You're asking that to end this life in this manner, and, and this is tragic. And, and then we pray with them, and, and we, we encourage them, and, and we want them to choose life. And we mm-hmm. want to do that in a partnership with them, not just saying, choose life, and we walk away. We want to come alongside of them and help them as they grow, as they become that mother, as they want to, you know, raise up their child. We have parenting classes to help them do that. We have a baby boutique here Mm -hmm. that has clothes and diapers and wipes and everything they could need. We have a free car seat program. Uh, We can get them connected to jobs. We can help them with their daycare that they need for the child. We really, truly want them to see this as a place of refuge, as a beacon of hope for them in a time of crisis. Okay. Well, and, and of course, the um, you're located in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And, you know, one thing to be true, Shannon, that I imagine you've seen it as so many directors see as well as, well as others that work in the ministries, um, the Pregnancy Center Ministries, often people, unless they've had direct dealings with a pregnancy center, often 
don't even know what you do or what you're about. And that, like, even many pastors and churches don't know what pregnancy clinics are. And so the ongoing need to educate people about the great work and ministry of these ministries is so, so very important. But uh, any thoughts that you want to share along that line? Absolutely. We have been in Vicksburg for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I just came into the executive director position about five years ago, mm-hmm. and I am still meeting people in churches that have never heard of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tell me how I am in a small town like this, and in 30-something years later, people still haven't heard about what we're doing, what we're about, and how we're helping this community. Uh, so it is such a great need. Uh, I, I think that for a long time, pregnancy resource centers almost wanted to be quietly in the community so that it was more secretive for people to come to um, because, you know, when you came up pregnant, you really didn't want people to know until you wanted people to know, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it was, um, I think it was a more, I think it was done on purpose here in the, here in Vicksburg, I know was to keep a kind of keep a lid on it um, so that it could be a quiet thing, a secret thing. Um, But I've kind of came in and, and tried to change that mentality so that that we can be seen and known so that people will come and talk to us instead of not really knowing that we exist. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, and you know, one thing uh, I think very much to be the case is, of course, this matter, well, just like really all of life, whether we like it or not, is is spiritual warfare, and it deals with warfare. And of Mm -hmm. course, sadly, sadly, the devil loves to kill babies and how tragic that really, really is in our culture. Well, but... Pregnancy clinics are wonderful ministries that help to save the lives of so many babies. And what many people don't realize is a major emphasis, just as you've alluded, just as you've mentioned as well, one of the major outreaches of your average pregnancy clinic is very much evangelism and discipleship. Would you elaborate Mm -hmm. on that further? Absolutely. We, We are very much about not only saving a life physically here in this world, but saving for eternal life. I think that only half the battle is is saving the life. What kind of life are we saving them to if we're not wanting them to see eternity with Christ? And so uh, when, when we're talking about ending abortion, when we're talking about saving a life, we really need to be thinking beyond that moment in time. And so what we've done here is we've begin, we've begun to incorporate other resources so we have a spiritual growth track. Uh, we have we have baptized people here. We have christened babies. We are going to marry a couple soon. We are talking about moving in there in all aspects of their life with them, uh, and and focusing so deeply on that spiritual side of life because we can do all the work uh, here in the natural, but the Lord takes over in the spiritual, and that is really where the change, the heart change happens, the life change happens, is when, when God gets to in, just come in and, and, and really do a, make a huge impact on their lives. Mm. Well, I want to ask if you'll take time specifically to pray for the church to grow in their understanding of the need to come alongside and undergird and become a vibrant part of uh, supporting and working with pregnancy clinics. Yes, Father God, we come before you right now, and, and we just we call the churches up. We call them to stand up right now to support centers, to support women and families that are that are that are dealing with these issues. God, let them be the first place 
that pregnant women run when they have a crisis. Let it not be the one place that they run from, God. Let God just uh, call the, the individuals of the church, their hearts to be tuned to you, to be um, to minister to these people and not to, not to exude judgment, but to exude love. And, and, and to give help to those in need, Father God, and, and to reach out to pregnancy resource centers and, and the mission that we have, Father, not only in their time, uh, but their resources, their, their finances, and also their talents and volunteering, Father. We need all of those things here at this resource center, and I know that we are not the only one, Father, and I thank you right now for pulling on their hearts. Uh, for for dropping it into their spirits to come and invest in a pregnancy resource center and in these women and families that so need you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Shannon, I want to ask also, would you pray for women who might find themselves in a position where they're seriously giving thought to the possibility of ending the life of their child or they're just very uncertain, maybe fearful right now? Would you pray for those individuals at this time? Absolutely, Father God. I I call a silencing of the enemy in their ears right now in the name of Jesus so that they can hear the truth of God ringing into them and ringing through them, Father. We know that there is that, that abortion is not the answer, Father God. Now we just ask that you really work on their hearts, Father, because it's, this is what it is all about. It's a heart change that needs to happen, Father. And so, God, we call a heart change over them, Father. We call a stumbling box in their way, God, and, and people to intercede for life, God. May they be met in, in, in random places, God, that people come to them and show them support and love that they need to know that they can walk that path, that they can handle what is going on, Father, and that they're not alone, that not only do they have you, but they have others on their side. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Father, to thank you for the opportunity for us to really pray for this cause and this concern. Father, we ask, Lord, more and more, raise up more intercessors who will pray much and help to undergird the great ministry of pregnancy centers and other bold pro-life ministries. Raise up more and more pastors who are boldly standing for life and raise up more and more churches that are committed to boldly standing for life and being involved with the work of loving people into the kingdom and loving them as they do your will and your work in the building of your kingdom, in standing for life and helping to preserve the lives of babies and standing against the tragedy of abortion. And thank you for the truth, Lord, that you're, about, you're, you're bringing abortion to an end in this world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Shannon Bagley. She's the executive director of the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, Mississippi. We'll be right back.
music of Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Just a reminder, too, uh, if you would be interested in getting a book that we had the chance to write and publish entitled A Pastor's Notes, God Calls the Church to Stand Boldly for Life. It's a resource that helps to encourage both pastors and believers as a whole uh, about why it's important for the church to get involved with standing for life and insights that help you better understand the life issue from a biblical perspective. So again, the title is A Pastor's Notes, God Calls the Church to Stand Boldly for Life. If you'd like to get a copy, simply go to the AFA bookstore, resources.afa.net is where you can find it. Again, resources.afa.net. Our phone guest today is Shannon Bagley. She's the executive director for the Center for Pregnancy Choices, as well as she's the author of two books, Climbing Jacob's Ladder and The I Will Woman. Uh, Shannon, share with our listeners again if they'd like to uh, get in touch with you or the Center for Pregnancy Choices and or if they'd like to get your books, tell them again how to do that. Absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with the Pregnancy Resource Center, you can go to CPC, that's CPCVicksburg.org, and that is our organization's website. If you wanted to pick up a copy of either one of the books, you can go to uh, ShannonBagley.com. That's ShannonBagley.com. All right. Thank you, then. So, Shannon, do you ha- can you share uh, a testimony or two of... Uh, stories or instances that help us better illustrate why the ministry, a ministry like Pregnancy or Center for Pregnancy Choices is such an important ministry in our culture and our communities. Absolutely. I have a couple that come to mind directly. One is a young lady who uh, had two children already. She was unexpectedly pregnant with a third. She came into the center wanting an abortion because she thought that in order to be able to uh, do what she wanted to do in life to make a better life for her other two children that she would need to have an abortion. And and we were able to talk with her and sit with her and offer her resources. Uh, she did choose life, and because of the resources we offered here, she ended up getting her RNA license uh, and now is able to practice, uh, uh, you know, with that license and make a better life for all three of her children uh, instead of sacrificing one for, 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 for the others. And so that's just a one incredible story. And, and she, mm. uh, she's just an incredible woman uh, that, that really inspired all of us here uh, just from hearing uh, her testimony and, and how she just loved coming in here and feeling supported and knowing mm. that she could do it because of the what she was able to get from us here um, and then the second one is a beautiful story of there was a couple that came in. Um, they had struggled in a life of um, drugs and alcohol, and they were they were just really in a bad place. And they they felt like they weren't you know fit enough to raise a child. So when she became pregnant, an abortion was what they thought was the only option. While they came to us, thank goodness we were able to come alongside of them. They um, they did have the child. That child is the one that we christened. Not only that, they were baptized, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we were able to meet their uh, the 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 mother's father came, who was a pastor and had been praying for his daughter for years to come to know Christ. Mm-hmm. He was 
just blown away by the transformation of his child in the few months that she had been here, um, you know, with us at the center in our spiritual growth track and and uh, with our resources here at the center. Mm. Well, you know, both of those are very touching and powerful stories that just illustrate for us the way the Holy Spirit will use and work through a powerful ministry like the Center for Pregnancy Choices. And, you know, a truth, Shannon, that I think is why it's great for pastors and believers, period, to be mindful of is that many times when people come to a ministry like the Center for Pregnancy Choices is they're very vulnerable, but they're, they're looking for hope. And it's a wonderful time to share the gospel with them and invite them to come to know Christ because we know that Christ really is the answer to every problem every challenge, all the difficulties of life, yet so many times people, when they find themselves in a, in a difficult position, they may feel like, I don't know where to turn. And so it's, a, it's such a great opportunity for pregnancy clinics to have the chance to share the gospel. And I like to share how that one director indicated that they'd seen over a period of two decades, they'd seen at least 500 people get saved. Well, that's a part of the work, the way the Holy Spirit uses these wonderful places then. So so if someone is wanting to uh, to support your ministry, uh, to volunteer at your ministry, or get more involved specifically with the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, how could they do that? And what would, if they called and asked you that question, how would you respond to them? Oh, well, you know, they call the center, they can talk to me directly, and I can get them plugged in uh, wherever they would like to help. I've got, you know, nursing uh, availability if they wanted to volunteer and come in and run pregnancy tests and do, do ultrasounds for us. I've got, you know, baby boutique. I've got, we do multiple fundraisers throughout the year where we need a team of people to help. Uh, so we, there is so many places to really invest into a center. Um, and and the way you can do that, there's two ways you can call here um, at our office, and I can give that number, and that's 601-638-2778, or you can go to cpcvicksburg.org, and there is a donation button and also a volunteer section where you can go in see the places where we are offering a volunteer opportunity, and you can sign up that way. Mm, Okay. Well, so... What would you say to so so they're if they're as the people that are listening right now and they may be thinking well I'm I'm far far away from Vicksburg but I really like what I've heard uh, how would you invite people to specifically pray for the work and the mission of your center Oh yes yeah. so that is uh, one of our major places of need is prayer we walk into a very thick spiritual battle every single day when we are coming against the spirit of you know this uh, this abortion um, just movement, and we are exhausted every day that we leave physically, you know, mentally, and spiritually. So if you could just cover us, you know, in prayer, lift us up as as these women as, as women come in our door, um, and pray just as we have all, you know before in this broadcast that the that, that the enemies. Uh, lies are silenced in their ears so that the truth of God can pierce in with hope and light and, and peace in this situation. Um, those would be just our, our major uh, needs for prayer. Mm, that's good. That's good. Well, thanks for sharing that. And uh, Shannon, I'm going to ask specifically too, if you'll pray for us in this regard, like, um, uh, and of course, when my wife, Birdie, and I had the privilege of meeting you and one of your associates 
at a pro-life event recently, we had the chance to share some about a ministry that we're helping to spearhead. We, uh, Bertie and I have pastored in the Mississippi Delta for a number of years and had been led of the Lord to begin a new ministry. And so we're in the process of launching a, a mobile pregnancy ministry that will be serving in the southern part of the Mississippi Delta. And for pe- persons that are listening, they want more information, they can go to greenwoodhopecenter.org. Again, greenwoodhopecenter.org. But I want to ask if you'll pray for us in the, because I consider it an honor and a privilege to talk to pregnancy clinic directors that are out there doing the work, and we're, we're looking at moving in the direction that you all are presently moving in the areas where we'll be serving. Would you pray for our ministry, the, the name of the ministry is the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center, but would you pray specifically for this work? Absolutely. Oh, Father God, I lift the Pregnancy Hope Center up to you right now, Father. The work and the movement that they're doing for pregnancy centers and in a state, Father, I, I just know that it's a good work. It is a, it is a work of you, Father. And I proclaim um, blessings over them, favor over them right now in the name of Jesus as they begin this, as they, as they proceed with this movement, Father God. And I pray for it to even go bigger than that. I, I pray that this starts to catch on and in multiple states, in multiple places, Father, that they grow, Father, and that they that they bring such awareness that people are calling into them saying, I need you. I need you. So, Father, I thank you for the hearts. I thank you for their ministry. I thank you for their willingness, Father God, and I thank you for all that they are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And finally, Shannon, our time is almost gone, though. I want to ask if you'll pray for listeners who may be in a situation where they live in a community where there are no pregnancy clinics. And uh, may it may be that God is calling many listeners to be a part of helping to start a new work in a community where the need is so great. Would you pray for those persons as mm-hmm. well as people who need to get involved with the ones in their communities? Oh, yes, Father God. I call an activation over people in the community to stand up with pregnancy resource centers, to not be scared or shy of what they are doing, but to go in boldly, ask questions, volunteer, uh, give their finances, their time, Father God. But I also call those places that that are that are that are un. Uh, inhabited by pregnancy centers, I just call that there'll be individuals, Father. I know that you're already have them placed there. The the seed is already in their heart and in their minds, Father God. They're see, they know there's a need. They see it, Father God. I ask that you infuse them with finances, that you infuse them with resources, that you give them everything that they would need in order to plant that resource center there, Father God, so that they can fight for life. They can fight for eternal life as well, Father God. I thank you that they are going to stand up boldly now in this time, knowing that this there is no better time than the present, and this is there is they are put there for such a time, Father God. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And Father, I do thank you for the opportunity for the church to be involved with the great work of uh, beginning new works, uh, pregnancy clinics and communities, as well as coming alongside those that are there. More and more open people's eyes and hearts to see what a wonderful opportunity it is to love people into the kingdom through these kinds of ministries, helping people to see that Christ is the answer, not taking the life of an innocent child that may be inside them. And Lord, more and more help churches to recognize this is a great opportunity to do kingdom building as we simply 
obey, to call upon us to love people and to pick people up who've been beat up and left on the side of the road of life for dead. Thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made that all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day to get saved, to commit your heart and your life to the Lord. If you'd like to make that step and give your life to Christ Jesus, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, you said in the word of God, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to faithfully live for you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, please get in touch with us. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. And that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Again, joseph at afr.net. Our phone guest again today has been Shannon Bagley. Shannon, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your heart and your mission. Thank you so much. All right. And share your website one more time. Um, ShannonBagley.com is is my physical website. And then cpcvicksburg.org is how you can get in touch with our center. All right. Thanks so much again for being with us. Please pray much for Shannon and the work of the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.